Wiggly Wonkly Chocolate Factory. More like Butterscotch Factory. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 59 of Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast of Butterscotch Shenanigans. I'm Seth and I'm the games programmer. I'm Adam and I'm the tube tuber. I'm Carol and I'm not the tube tire. <laughs> I am Shaw and I'm the game mechanic apprentice. And today is August 9th, 2016. What? what? When did that happen? Also known as No Man's Sky Day only on PlayStation. Oh, that's a very, yeah. It's we'll talk, we should talk about that. Elaborate uh, But before we do, we have a warning, which is anything can happen on this show, there will be profanity and some other kind of nonsense like that. So uh, if you're, if you get upset about those kinds of things, then, get, then just go away. You're full of poop. Just get out of here. Scamp. Okay. <laughs> uh, so what's happening this week, everybody? Well, it sure's back. And it's for a great reason. All of the new trainees are out of the training dungeon. We're out of the dungeon. (laughs) (laughs) So how was the final boss? The final boss was beat the shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) How many potions did you use, bro? I think I have used all the potions and I have have, uh, eaten all the glasses, uh, containers of the potion too. Because I I just need those last lick of the potion. (laughs) Can't waste them. I feel like you might you might have sort of overshot though, because eating the glass might not restore your health as as well as the potion itself. Yeah. Only yeah. if there is a appropriate amount of portions lingering on that glass. Oh, that's true. You got to yeah. find that balance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we uh, last week we had a big get together. When was that? Wednesday. Yep. Something. I thought it was Tuesday. Tuesday. Someday. Yep. Someday last week. <laughs> Doesn't and, matter. And we decided, you know what? We've been uh, we've been running our our noobs through the ringer of of training enough, and it's time to just sort of throw the what's the term? Throw the throw down coffee the, to the wall. Throw the coffee the gauntlet onto the wall. The spaghetti push. on the child. Or yeah. push the lion cuffs off the cliff. Yes. So. <laughs> So that they can so they come can, back so they can, as the king. So they can fly. If they survive a stampede. Yeah. Gazelles. That's the, that's the, that's the saying. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so we, we threw some really big projects at them and they're now buried up to their tops of their eyeballs in code. So, which is fun to watch. So we'll have some more info as those projects develop. Yeah. And so well, I should also say just, just for context that originally the training window is going to be eight weeks. Yeah, we we just stopped at three. Yeah. Yeah. We just decided that was too much training. Time to get to work. Yeah. Because no no training is as good as actual working. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You learn a lot, especially if the thing that you're working on is a thing that you know has to be made and people are going to use it, right? That's true. Keep that in mind, kids. If you want to learn something, make something. Yeah. It's very nerve-wracking. Just do it. Stop learning, start doing. Uh, and also learning. And this week is particularly weird, too, because Sam is gone. Sam is in Cape Cod. I didn't even notice. he was. He's gone? He's normally yes. pretty quiet. Oh. So, um, <laughs> and some, kind of small and diminutive. He's, very, he's just tiny. You yeah, can barely he's see him miss. normally. He's just uh, quietly producing his R's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm good. So he's gone through Wednesday. And then on Thursday, I'm leaving to go on my normal yearly trip up to Northern Wisconsin. And then Adam, you're leaving on Friday afternoon. 
Friday afternoon. Friends in Nashville. Yeah. So we have a just. It's just kind of a. It's one of those weeks. I don't think yeah. we planned it this way. It no, just it just kind of happened. Everybody's uh, in and out, and mm-hmm. nobody knows how to get anything done. Yep. Welcome <laughs> That's to not the- true, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't. Well, we don't. But we get things done regardless. We don't know how, but we just flail real good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we really do flail well. Yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> and uh, the website over this past weekend, what happened? Well, as we said last week. We made a new website, so yeah. mostly mostly Carol, and then I set up all the the back end stuff to make it go. Um, and then it turned out due to me doing something really stupid, which was I made it so that so you know we we share the code for the website so that everybody has access to it, and so that way Carol and I can both work on it at the same time. Mm-hmm. So uh, once we put Andy on his first project, which is to build a login system for the website for BScotchID. Uh, then I gave him access to the code as well. And I also gave him a development environment so he could practice all the stuff in the universe. And it's just like a cloned version of the website. Mm -hmm. It turns out though, that I put in, I included with the code, the, the security little file thingy that allows you to the technical term. Yeah. The the security security file file thingy, thingy, which allows you to log into the server, to the, to the live running version of the website. And, uh, and it, just so happened that the software, the editor we were using, its FTP client just boots up by default. Which Obviously. Is, which is bad. Yeah. And even worse, it's by default set up so that every time you save a change to a file, it automatically uploads it. Which is great if you really want things to explode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what happened then? Well, so, and then, and so, and he thought he was on the development version. Which was a fair assumption. Which was a fair assumption. Because he was. Meaning that he could make any change he wanted to as an experiment and then just go look at what happened, right? Uh, but it turned out every experiment he was doing was also going to the live site. <laughs> mm. so, <laughs> so that happened. And apparently, I think this actually started on Friday and destroyed the site over the weekend, <laughs> which none of us noticed because we're using a caching thing that basically stores copies of all the stuff and that's what it shows to people. Which so, is an awesome caching thing. If you're into web yeah. and you're using WordPress, what is the caching plugin? W3 Cache Master 3000. It works. It's like, know. yeah, for over 9,000 caching yeah. capacity. Yeah. It's great. That's a, like yeah. 10,000 even. Even Enormous. that. Enormous cash passing. <laughs> like a cash in trunk 2000. So, so this thing apparently just completely died, but we didn't know yet until sure found some broken links over the weekend. And I was just like, that's weird because it didn't make any sense. Looks fine on mine. And then, and then we came in uh, yesterday morning and tried to log into the admin part of the site and it was just totally broken. And then we realized that actually the whole thing is totally broken. And so, and then we tracked it down and found out why. And then there were a few other problems that apparently had been lingering and making it increasingly unstable that Andy had nothing to do with. Uh, but, but it did culminate in for those of you Linux users. So Andy's still learning his way around Linux. And he, wait, uh, we don't have Linux users. We don't. <laughs> oh, you mean for for Crashlands? I'm I was yeah. teasing, but yeah, <laughs> right. not yet. We certainly don't. I had to interject with that little burn. <laughs> those of you who wish that Crashlands was on Linux. Sorry about that. Uh, we, we are and, and therefore use it. Sorry, uh, you're probably familiar with the command rm dash rf slash star oh yeah the classic rm dash rf slash star which to be really technical totally blows up your computer Mm. but it's if you don't know when you're still learning linux it's one of those infamous commands that people that people do 
on accident and destroy their entire computer. <laughs> so that also happened. Uh, which anyway, there were a whole bunch of things that happened. I did. Yeah, I did. I didn't actually hear the context yesterday of what happened. Cause I had my, my sweet noise canceling headphones on yeah. throughout the day. But, uh, every now and then I'd take them off and I'd hear Andy say something like, I just can't believe that there's a, just a single thing you could type like that. <laughs> that just deletes your computer. It's a <laughs> conveniently packaged self destruction button. Yes. Yeah. It's seven characters. It's like including spaces. If you include spaces, yeah. it's like 10 keystrokes. Yeah. Not, it's pretty, the, yeah, the only more effective way is to take one stroke with a sledgehammer <laughs> to your hard drive. <laughs> but then if That's it's a the, virtual machine, that can't do anything. So you actually yeah. have to You do need to use a virtual sledgehammer. <laughs> a virtual yeah. sledgehammer. You need to throw a sledgehammer through the Ethernet cable. Yeah. Mm. So that it can it's hard to do because of just the size difference, you know, the, yeah. of the cable versus, but it's doable. Hacker style. Anybody yeah. can do it as long as you hack hard enough. Yeah. 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 Which, as we all know, involves just typing real, real fast <laughs> yeah. and throwing technical terms yeah. out there. Yeah. And we were watching, a, uh, my wife and I saw the Bourne, the Bourne movie, Jason Ooh, how Bourne. how was it? It was hilarious yeah. in a lot of sort of um, <laughs> unintentional ways. <laughs> That's what uh, I was kind of expecting. Yeah, and I, I feel like they just kind of they just they just threw a lot of sort of different CIA kinds of stuff together all at mm. once just to just to make a movie out of it. So it, unlike the first three, oh no, it was it was that, but just to a higher degree. Okay. At one point, <laughs> at one point, they they go to this this hacker den, which is the very beginning of the movie, and hacker den. And they they have these little snippets of hacker lingo, you know, popping out of the group, and one of them just goes, "Use my sequel to hack the database." I mean, to be fair, <laughs> well, that's just how you use a database. But if you use a database in a certain way, is that hacking now? I guess if you just, I mean, like if you just rewrite the database using my sequel. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't or if you just log into it and do some stuff, and they and they Is did that, that whole they did that whole enhanced thing, you know, they like we got to use facial recognition, like yeah. we have this super blurry photo. There's like one pixel that looks like it's the color of that person's hair. Enhance it, and it's like there's their face in full HD. <laughs> so you're telling you know? me this was made written by someone who's really good at researching for a really short period of time. Yes, <laughs> and who gives zero fucks. Yeah. Um, but the best part was the chase scene, which. Which was, you know, every every board movie has the the chase scene, yeah. right? And it culminated in uh, the the villain. He's he hijacked a SWAT team truck, and Jason Bourne is in a car chasing him. And uh, the SWAT truck somehow there's like there's a scene where all of a sudden the music reaches this this fever pitch of tension, and the bass drops. And there's a uh, kind of actually it was it was kind of like that. So there was this huge roadblock of maybe 30 cars and you could see this this SWAT truck was about to just smash into it. And you're like, oh, he's about to just, you know, crash and explode. No, he just plows through the, the 30 cars and he's just he's just driving at normal full speed. And the cars are just exploding and flying <laughs> out of the way. Um as if he's just kind of like swimming casually through a stream. I feel like the earlier Bourne movies did a good job of not doing that, you know? So everything felt kind of real and gritty, you know? Where yeah. Like they they were, it was over the top. Car, it was, and yeah. then they would be all wounded and have to like hobble out of there because that's what would happen, yeah. you know? No, this dude, he just, he just, and, and by the time he was done, I think he probably just completely obliterated maybe 150 cars by the, the end of the chase scene. And <laughs> nice. his, the truck he was driving was completely unscathed. Like not a single scratch on it. <laughs> so... 
I guess. Uh, wait, so SWAT Matt is still by Matt Damon, right? Yep, Matt Damon. So yeah, Matt Damon. After all these years, he has accumulated all these kind of skills that the movie just have to you know keep up with. Yeah, him. maybe we just don't really know. Maybe we have an idea of how the world works, and we are wrong, and really. What's happening in the Bourne movies is the real thing. Only uh, Hollywood can truly know how physics and hacking and the world itself works. Yeah. What, right. what, we, what we don't know is that actually that was a real SWAT truck just driving right through those cars for real, and they just filmed it. That's just how it worked. <laughs> what better time? I want to I walk back to Carol's point, which is this sort of like minimum research to, to – because this is weird to me now that I think about it, that it is true in almost any of these cases where people are doing fake – science on sci-fi shows or fake hacking and every show in the universe or whatever, they have a lot of the terminology. Mm-hmm. So, and, and they, they use did, it. They looked up enough the right, stuff. No, but here's the thing to get you words. You can't just look that up and use it. Right. Because you don't understand the semantic meaning. Like no, no random person can just go look up. How do I hack a database and understand that like my sequel is a thing you use to talk to a database enough that you can then just put those words together. Right. Right. It takes because it takes enough. It takes a significant amount of of effort to figure that out, or a friend who knows how to work, or a friend who knows how. And that's the question is because some of these have pretty involved, especially in in sci fi shows with like biology and stuff. Mm-hmm. They'll have they'll get really deep in terms of the terms that they use, and they use them almost right, which is weird. <laughs> it's like because <laughs> uncanny valley. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, how did they get to that yeah. point? Because that's that's a point it's that the uncanny just, valley of science. Yeah, if if you're just a uh, if you're just a, a person who's unfamiliar, completely unfamiliar with a field, you don't really get there. That's that's beyond where you get. But if you're a person who is completely familiar with a field, then you know that that's wrong. Yeah. I so have, who the hell? Who did they that, talk to to get the information? From? I have I have a theory. So huh. the person who write the script themselves is completely unfamiliar with it. Yeah. But they don't do the research. They ask somebody else to do the research, and they get the secondary information. So then they from interpret that. it. It's kind of like when you read a. a a news article about a scientific study, right? The journalist will read the study and they're like, I know some of these words. Yeah. And then they're like, this cures cancer. And then that's no, no. the article. Scientists say. Scientists <laughs> say that it may. That, no, no, just scientists say this cures cancer. Yeah. yeah. A study I, shows. I have to say, I I know you guys haven't seen Mr. Robot yet. But I have. You have. I you watched, watched it. Over the it. Weekend. Isn't it great? It's good. So Mr. Robot actually does a really good job at being accurate. As yeah. far as hacking goes, you can uh, like hackers have actually taken screenshots and he's actually using terminal. He's actually using real Linux. It's not this fake operating system or these <laughs> weird, stupid, nonsensical terms that he's throwing in. It's right. actually things that would do stuff. Yeah. Although every once in a while it still dives into nonsense. But for the most part, yeah, it's actually <laughs> pretty. Yeah. That's something that's I think that's really admirable in any Hollywood yeah. or any, you know, major show. Yeah. And I think it stands to reason that that science and hacking and all this stuff, uh, by nature, if you were to watch somebody doing it, it's really boring and slow, oh, right? Yeah. And like yeah. you, you know, you gotta you gotta spice it up yeah, with yeah, some zooms and enhances and, <laughs> and all that other all that other crap. Otherwise, yeah. the movie is just real bad. Yeah, that was just to make it up. But it is it is one of those you know interesting things, right? The more you know about a thing, so that you go now go watch it portrayed in some way. Uh, which must be true of everything, including politics. Because, you know, most shows have tons of politics and all kinds of stuff. I imagine if you're an actual politician, you're like, what is it like to be a politician watching House of Cards, for example? Oh, my God. It's probably right? fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, so I I would recommend, if you want to watch the movie Gravity, 
do not play Kerbal Space Program first. Yeah. Because the <laughs> the entire premise of the movie is founded on violating the laws of physics. <laughs> right. right. Like it just can't happen. Yeah. So. Yep. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and George Germany. Clooney's death also yes. violates the laws Spoilers. of physics. Oh yeah, George Clooney dies. <gasps> I mean, in, in real life, in the movie, they filmed they filmed that it. it was really gruesome. Yeah. Wow. Um, I don't even, I'm not comfortable talking about this. All right. So listen, (laughs) listen, we have a a couple of cool things coming down the pipe that I want to talk about. Do we? Down the pipes. Um, So what should we talk about first? We talk about the animation cool tool. Animation cool tool? That's (laughs) That's what it's called. (laughs) Seth was allowed to name a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Although to be fair, he also named the tool that I made to dump game maker or no, to dump Sam's images into Game Maker, Seth also named, and he named it the Ink Tube. The yeah. Ink Tube. Well, there's two parts to the Ink Tube. There's the Ink Pump, and the, yeah, which ink takes back. the ink from Inkscape and pumps it out into something. The Ink Hume. And, the and then there's the Ink Vac, which oh. sucks all the ink up that's been pumped out and puts it into Game Maker. Yeah. Um, so Seth, Seth's good at naming stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so we can talk about that, or we can talk about the compendium. What do you guys want to hit first? Let's talk about the... The, what did you and call the it? animation cool tool? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that has to be its name. So. I wish you all could have seen Seth's glowing face when he said that. He was so excited to say it again. All right, so uh, so the animation cool. So Sam has been doing the art for all of our games through Inkscape, and Inkscape is just a vector graphics program, much like Adobe Illustrator. So it creates static images, and there's no keyframing. There's no um, there's no animation stuff built in. There so, actually is some, um, but it's vector animation, which I don't know if you can use that in. Yeah, no, we can't use that. Okay. Because um, everything in Game Maker has to be in a, a PNG, so it has to be exported first. And so uh, what you may notice in our games is that we do a, kind of a weird combination of code animation and keyframes. So, for example, the Wampets in Crashlands, they, their ears do this thing where they just kind of wiggle around. And that's done through code. And when they bounce, their head bounce is done through code. But then Sam draws a different face for them when they are attacking and a different leg and stuff like that. So um, so a lot of the animation gets offloaded to me as the programmer to make all these things move around. Uh, but then uh, that also kind of lends itself to making a little bit more static looking things than we would like because of the the long development process between writing a bunch of code to make a thing look a certain way and then seeing how it looks in the end. Right. So. The animation cool tool is... Which nicely abbreviates <laughs> to act, which feels pretty good. Yeah, that is. The animation, animation cool tool is, is a piece of software that uh, that I'm putting together that is basically a it's sort of a skeletal animation system, but it's meant specifically for game animation. So that Sam... Yeah, 2D game animation. 2D game animation. So that Sam can put together his, his images and then load them into this program do a bunch of stuff with them and then just hit a button and it'll export all the information needed to the destination game maker project. And then I can just write a couple scripts to draw the animations that Sam made. So this is uh, super cool. We're going to, we're going to throw up some, some different gifs and, and images of some of the output of this thing. It's still really rough, but it's super fun to, uh, I, this is weirding me out. Carol's taking pictures. <laughs> no, Carol's taking pictures, but, uh, because we, we've been putting pictures up in our tweets, but the back of her iPhone <laughs> has a case that looks like a Nokia 
What is that? Nokia? It's, it doesn't even have a model number, but it's the old brick style Nokia phone. Yeah. So I was really confused because I'm like, why the fuck is Carol just holding a random Nokia phone <laughs> in my face? <laughs> and moving, pointing, pointing at, at just, things. I'm like, those phones don't even have cameras. I have a history of really confusing phone cases. I used to have a cassette tape and I was taking pictures of that one time and I was on a hayride and this old woman kept staring at me. And I was like, I what? The what is your deal? You're on a hayride. About a hayride holding up a cassette tape. <laughs> and I was holding up a cassette tape, taking pictures with this cassette tape. And this woman just goes, how are you doing that? And I'm like, what? It's a, it's a phone case. She's like, no, but what? how do you take pictures with that? I'm like, it's a... It's a phone. It's just a phone case. She's like, I don't understand. <laughs> How are you doing that? I imagine this woman just leapt off the hayride and she just ran away in terror. <laughs> <laughs> I had confused this woman to the point of fury. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Um, your, yeah, continue so, so we're going to post some pictures of, cool of how things are going with the animation cool tool, but I think it's about seven hours into development right now. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think about it? I think it's pretty cool. I think yeah. it's hilarious. And it's, we were making fun of the gift that you posted in our discord channel. Yeah. Of it the, was good. There's a, we posted a picture of a quadrupus, a work in, a work in progress quadrupus that Sam worked on last week. Mm -hmm. And Seth ripped it apart, threw it in the animation cool tool. And it's, I gave it some Shakira hip wiggles. <laughs> and so we were like, oh, I'm a quadrupi, I'm a hipster, I started to feel it right. Uh, and yeah. it was pretty great. So we were all making fun of mm -hmm. Shakira, Shakira. Yeah, it's going to make some weird stuff. Yeah. My only, so oh, I also, wow. I'm also going to be, the, the final phase of it is going to be to add the ability to create particle effects that can be attached to the animations. So, uh, particles in games are basically anything you see that looks super cool and flashy. It's probably a particle. It's probably a particle. A so when somebody casts a spell, when there's smoke, when there's fire, when there's anything like sparks coming out or, you know, any of those cool special effects, those are particles. And so we'll be able to actually attach particles, particle emitters to different parts of the bodies of the things that get animated. <laughs> so if we want to have, so if we want to have like, you know, laser hands or a fire crotch or you know, <laughs> any of that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know exactly where my head. <laughs> we can we can do that. Laser hands, the fire crotch is a pretty good character name, I think. Yeah, Bubble laser butt. hands, the fire crotch. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a, that sounds like a character from Diablo two, like a a randomly generated monster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm writing this down. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I see uh, you. That's a good right. podcast title right there. Laser yeah. hands, the fire crotch. Yeah. So that's coming along. Uh, and then we also have as a studio, something that we want to talk about with everybody, which is, um, global warming, global warming. It's a huge problem. It's and it's like 90 degrees today. So just guys quit it. Yeah. But overnight it was cooler. So yeah. I don't really buy it. I'm yeah. not really. Me neither. Now that you say that, yeah. that's, that's a good argument. It's global right cooling there. at night and global warming at the day. Oh yeah. God. How could, yeah, how could we be in global warming if sometimes it's colder outside than other times? You know yeah, I, mean? I mean, obviously. This doesn't make any sense, you guys. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, Glad we got science. that covered. I, that is what you wanted to talk about, right? Yeah. So, All right, question time then. So, uh, <laughs> no, but there's one other thing, too, that we should talk about, which is, uh, so we've been doing, we've been going out, I should say, Carol's been going and getting comic books made, or a comic, comic book, book so far. Made. Comic book first yeah the so first we want to we've talked about this in the past yeah. but we want to start expanding our uh our universe and giving different perspectives on the characters and the races and the world and all the stuff that we have in our games 
And because one of the, they're cool and we're proud of them. Yeah. And one of the ways we want to do that is through books and stories and comics. And so uh, Carol went out and found a comic book artist. We talked about him on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, but Ben Sawyer is Benjamin Sawyer. a local comic book artist who's just brilliant. He's so good at what he does. He is. <laughs> so we have a Crashlands comic that is pretty much done. Right. It's yeah. Uh, we just need to finalize a couple of things, and then we need to figure out what to do. What next to do steps. with it? So that's <laughs> so that's what we want to talk about. Is uh, we don't know how to distribute comics or books or any of that stuff. You know, we're kind of new to this game. We make video games. Yeah. I but, don't know if you all knew this, but, but we, we <laughs> have an idea that we want to throw out to our podcast listeners for some some feedback on. <laughs> I guess um, we're super pumped about it though. And it's we're, we're right now we're calling it the compendium, which is just kind of our internal name for it. We don't know what it's really going to be called. Yeah, I mean, after the animation cool tool, no compendium feels like a serious letdown. Yeah. yeah. How about the comic cool book book? <laughs> uh, I'm going to veto that. Okay. Well, we'll work. Comic-y we'll, cool bookie book. We'll work on it. Bookie McBookface. Can we just call it and make everybody say it like that? Yeah. Cool. Uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a standalone application that you can get on your tablet or smartphone or whatever Android and iOS, and we will start sending all of our books and comics and lore and everything about our universe through that. So that's about it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. And we're we're just kind of trying to figure out the best way to get this get these cool stories in people's hands. Um, so if that's something that appeals to you, I've, I've, I've done a little bit of research on where to publish and, you know, what, what's common for comic books, but it's also kind of a weird space because we're video game developers making comic books about our games. And we can develop apps. And we know how easily. to develop apps. So we can pretty much do whatever we want. So the normal, <laughs> the normal constraints that might be applied to a comic book artist who says, you know, I've made a comic book. How do I get it into people's hands? Throw it up on Comixology. Yeah, they got to go through existing distribution channels, but we have things like Bscotch ID, mm-hmm. and we can create apps, and we can send things through the web and all that stuff. So, so it seems to make sense for us. Yeah, Maybe? I think so. Maybe? so. Yeah, because the, the cool. idea is, yeah. the other thing about it, which I probably should have mentioned also, was that we want to tie this app in with Bscotch ID yeah. so that you can even do stuff like, if you get a certain achievement in a game, then that actually opens up a new comic book or something for mm-hmm. you. Um, so we will have some content on there that, that comes for free, some content that is available through unlockable stuff like that. And then we'll have some other stuff that is, you can buy issues or buy uh, novels or whatever. Cause these things cost money to make. They, they certainly do. <laughs> they certainly they certainly do. Certainly do. Yeah. Uh, but it's also really cool because it would offer a sort of one-stop shop place because we have, uh, if you've checked out the new website, you'll see under the games panel, we have a lore category and a lore section where you can just go and read all these stories and learn about the, the characters and the, the races of the worlds. And we want that to be more directly available to people if they're just interested in the world. So if you're getting these comics, you can also go back and read these stories from, you know, between games and things like that and really immerse yourself in the world. Yeah. And it's, and it's weird too, because in the past, you know, we just had the purely the blog format on the website, which mm-hmm. meant that anything we posted 
would get buried within a week or two by other content. And so the incentive for us to, to really put a lot of time into developing these lore stories and characters and all this stuff, um, was really low because it was only going to exist and be available for a short time. So by doing something like the compendium where we can, we can organize the content much better and, and each individual user of the application can build up their library of stories and all the stuff that they, that they want to see. Um, then that really pushes us to, you know, really invest a lot in developing these stories and characters and stuff. So I'm, I'm excited about the idea. I think it's going to be be super cool. Yeah. Well, especially if we if we have fully integrated Bscotch ID in there, because we could use it as as a serious platform where we could even have uh, a better chat system that's built into that thing, and you could potentially even manage Bscotch ID stuff there. So it basically, be the Bscotch ID app that includes access to all of those kinds of things. Yeah, that's. I think that would be a really awesome thing to yeah. have available. We could do whatever we want. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> We're grown humans. We're grown ass humans. <laughs> grown ass. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so if you have ideas about if that sounds good or not, audience, or I what, mean, what of you course wish you had does. access to, yeah, or, or the, yeah, exactly the kind of cool stuff you want to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if there's if there's things, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't want to talk about all my ideas because they might all wind up sucking or not coming <laughs> to life. But I mean, who uh, knows? Yeah. But the idea is it's integrated with Bscotch ID. Yes. So we can do anything. Yes. Which, it. of course, if you buy, if we sold a comic through through Kindle or something. Um, that couldn't link. That would not be. That would not be able to talk to Bscotch ID. Yeah, it's just it a just, PDF that you download onto your device and right. <laughs> and Amazon lets you look at it. You thumb through it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So okay. Well, that's all the news we have for the past week. Let's get on to question, question time. Question time. Question time. And wait, did we want to talk about uh, No Man's Sky? We said we would earlier. Oh, we can also oh. just not talk about it. Well, none of us have played it yet. No, because so, it's No Man's Sky. So no, it, no, nobody gets to play it. It's No Man's Sky. No Man's yes. Sky. Because yeah. uh, it comes out or came out, whatever, today on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And it comes out on the 12th for PC. Yeah. So we could also just talk about it once it's out and we played it if we want. Yeah, I would, like to, I would like to play it. But yeah. there was a, there was an interesting newsy snippet about it. A few pieces, actually. Yeah, um, which was a, a little bit of a security breach that they had. Do we know? Do we know enough about this? I don't know enough about it to because I've I've just mostly been reading headlines <laughs> and not articles. Right. Well, it wasn't so much feel... a security breach as it was. Although, so the the guy, the lead developer, did uh, an AMA on Reddit yesterday. So I skimmed through that a bit, and there there was just a bunch of stuff. But the to me, one of the more amusing ones was that. So the game isn't out, right? Right, and it wasn't out when he was doing his AMA. He was prepping for the day, the day of the launch. So. Anybody who's playing the game is absolutely doing it illegally. And yet, no. uh, so so the, one of the cool things in the game is that it's basically an infinite universe. Nobody sees, the, even though everybody's in the same universe, they start at random points. So the chances of two people seeing the same planet is very, very low, right? So that's kind of the, the, the setup. When you find a planet, you can name it because there are so many mm-hmm. that a player could basically name planets for their entire life and still have more planets to name along with everybody else. Uh, you can also name is the creatures you find. Infinity and so on. is so cool. Yeah. There's a lot of it. It's in, it's infinite enough. Um, so so yeah, so you can go name all these all these planets that you find, uh, and so the names though are global. So if you go to a, if you do manage to come across a planet that somebody else has been to, you'll see the thing that they named it, as well as the plants and and so on. So uh, so the game's not out yet, but of course all these names exist on their server, and they already have a hundred thousand named planets 
because of people playing the game because the game got leaked because the game got leaked uh man and actually but the leak part was that it's just because of the normal piracy kind of stuff right but that's i mean that's pretty high amount of piracy but it's it's a it's a game that people really want and so of course it's been pirated like crazy already uh but the bigger news item was that they it was that kotaku uh did their broke the embargo on it really yeah so for for you for you listeners that may be less familiar with this, anytime you're gonna publish a game, you send it out an early copy to reviewers and you put an embargo on it saying, please don't talk about this until, you know, two days before launch or whatever. Uh, so that, that way every journalist and every every news source has the same sort of fair chance to talk about it at the same time and you do it in a way that's useful for the developer of the game. So yeah. you know, to get get hype right. And you give them enough time to play it and really experience yeah. the entire thing. Yep. And so apparently they streamed it like two days early or something. Um, and so, and which was, so that was one thing, but the, the worst part of this was that that was actually, they considered that wasn't actually the press copy. That was like an even earlier copy that they gave them access to, but they had made a huge number of changes that were all going to be ready for the day one oh, patch, no. which confused everybody because they don't understand that the reason for a day one patch is, is not because we're lazy developers and we're doing everything at the last minute. It's because it takes weeks to even months, especially for something like a console to get a game in the state that's considered releasable because there's a whole bunch of bureaucracy you have to wade through. So, so the goal then is to have it ready to be released so that the, that the company says, yep, we can put a release date on it and put a stamp of approval. That means you can't change that thing anymore. So you start preparing a launch day patch to fix all the things and add all the content you still want in there. That could be months ahead of the, of the actual launch. So that's what they did for No Man's Sky. Which is totally normal. Which is totally normal and actually really the right way to, to absolutely. Develop. And, uh, and so now all of a sudden there were these early basically embargo breaking reviews of the game. that's in a state that is very different than their intended launch state. Yeah. Then they want the players to experience. Yeah. And so now there's all this drama swirling around this about like, what do you do about this fact now? Oh. <laughs> right. That, <laughs> that the embargo is broken with the bad version of the game. And yeah. of course there's all kinds of vitriol from players who yeah. feel entitled to the game that they imagined in their minds. Yep. Yeah, this was my this was always my worry with No Man's Sky is that because and it wasn't even the developers that hyped it up. I think people just saw it and it's beautiful yeah, and it's it and it's huge and it's expansive and people just saw it and they're just like this must be the best fucking game ever made, <laughs> right? right? And <laughs> right. and uh, of course it's going to it's going to have some great things about it and it's going to have some flaws like every game that comes out, right? Mm-hmm. There's no perfect game for everybody. And what it focused on doing, which is the cool part, right, is this sort of infinite explorability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's the thing they focused on. I mean that that's what the game is about, that's what it does really well, that's what they got away with with three it's a team of six people, I think. Uh, they spent 3 years making this thing. And and as we talked about in I think we talked about in a previous episode, but as indie studios, we basically get to do one thing really well mm-hmm. when we make a game. And that's what they did really well, right? So the question is, what's what's the rest, right? Who knows? But people are probably going to feel let down in all kinds of ways. Uh, well, it's tricky, too, because when you look at it, it looks like a AAA game. I yeah, mean, it, it, looks, it, it's fabulous. So it looks like it was made by a team of 200 people. Yeah. And so when you see it, if, if it doesn't have, you know, 60 different game systems and right. uh, full on, you know, player versus player combat and space battles and trade, you know, every game mechanic you can imagine. Five and people are gonna be like, $200 million game. Yeah. People are going to yeah. be like, well, this is a bummer. <laughs> right. that well, it's one of the interesting things too, because it, it's a single player game, but it exists in a universe that everybody shares. Mm-hmm. So but you, as far as I understand, there is absolutely no multiplayer content. So even if you end up visiting a planet that somebody else is currently visiting, 
that doesn't mean you're going to see them, right? Because you're both looking at different instances of the same. It's massively single player. It's massively Much single player. Much like Narwhal Online. Exactly. <laughs> it's basically the same game as, as Narwhal Online. Yeah, it's a clone. You mean beep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so it's not multiplayer at all. But because of the fact that people can rarely stumble across the same planet, then there's this whole group of very outraged people that feel like that are okay with the fact that you'll almost never see a player, another, a fellow player, but are incensed that when you potentially could like on the 0.01% chance or whatever, you end up on the same planet that you now you, that you still can't. Right. Cause they, cause they, and to me, there's just, it's about how little people understand about how these things are built. Right. Because as we talked about in previous episodes, multiplayer is this enormously complicated thing to do. And the absurdity of building multiplayer into a game like this, just so that, Point oh one percent of the time for brief <laughs> moments, two players can hang out with each other. Out of your two hundred hours of gameplay, that one and a half minute span where you see somebody, where you might yeah. see somebody else, you can <laughs> right. It, like and that's so, dumb. So ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and but if if that person, because I just read a few things about people being outraged, of course. Uh, but if those people, the question I have is, if they knew, uh, like, if they knew the reason why that was absurd to want and to be angry about, would they still be angry? Maybe I feel like maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is everybody's going to be angry about something. Well, not yeah. everybody. There are some actually balanced, intelligent people out there who understand that not everything can be made by one single. Yeah, group our podcast. And they and they see this yeah. kind of news and they go, oh, and then they read the article and move on with their day. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> oh, they're also human, as am I. Right. Yeah, <laughs> can't have everything. But anyway, it's yeah. gonna so. That'll be out when our next podcast goes. Yeah. So we'll probably oh, I can't wait. Yeah, because I, I want to. I'm going to dive into that thing. This I guess I won't be able to this weekend. Sometime, probably before next uh, episode. Yeah. But for those of you listening to this, if you somehow haven't heard about No Man's Sky, which would be really amazing, uh, <laughs> then you should definitely go check it out because it will be available. Yeah, I still need cool. to finish Abzu. I yeah, just I downloaded too. that over the weekend, and it's beautiful. But wait, spell that because it's weird. A B Z U with yeah. a little. Carrot little, over little the thing little over pokey the, thing. Yeah. I kept I kept thinking about it. Whenever people were talking about it, I kept hearing app zoo, like A P P space Z O O, which no. is like probably a thing. App zoo. I'm sure it is, actually. Yeah. Abzu. A B Z U. Yeah. It's, you swim with dolphins. Yeah, it's a it's, like it's, a, it's sort of like a mix between journey and scuba diving. And jaws. And, and finally. Jaws. <laughs> yeah. Finding Nemo 3. Finding Nemo 3. There is actually, spoiler alert, a shark came out and did a thing, and I was alone in my apartment, and I jumped out of my couch and screamed. <laughs> it is a little startling. <laughs> you know what part I was talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah. But there's the other part where you get, did you get electrocuted? What? Have you been electrocuted yet? No. Because that was also surprising. So the game in general, like you just are out exploring the ocean. It's very and calm. And it's very, yeah, it's super calm. It feels like nothing can, can like hurt you. And I'm, I'm almost positive you can't die in the game, although I don't know for sure. Uh, but it's, it's clearly, it's clearly about just experiencing this world and exploring it. And so those two moments, the one where, with it, where the shark does a thing. And and the other one where you get electrocuted by things. Uh, by I'm imagining like, I'm imagining so that this shark context. throws you a surprise party <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was my birthday. Uh, but it's it's cool. It's that's also worth looking into. My my guess is that No Man's Sky is going to feel a lot more like that mm-hmm. than it is like all the games. 
like the things that people classically call games that people are wanting it to be. Yeah. Yeah. The, the only thing, the only thing yeah. I know about uh, that I saw about so, as far as somebody being sort of upset about no, Man, I, I've been trying not to read too much about it. Yeah. But, it's always best, but uh, apparently the, the first person to get their hands on an illegal copy of it, you know, played through it and posted a review online. Yeah. And they were angry that, that uh, they felt lied to because it only took it only took them going as fast as possible and making a beeline to the direct center of the galaxy, which is the goal of the game. Is I guess like that, that's where the sort of hardest content is to get like to the, the center. And uh, it took them thirty hours going as fast as possible on an early copy of the game. Yeah, and their their point their point was I thought this was supposed to be an infinite oh my you know God. a huge oh galaxy God. and it only took me 30 hours I, and, and I'm, I'm just looking at this I'm like do you not understand how math works because <laughs> because the galaxy is this enormous you think about it as a big circle right and the and what you the, the territory you just fear yeah, yeah the territory you just covered was this tiny you know two-dimensional line that just goes from one edge directly to the center yeah. so if you were to take that 30 hours and then start fanning that line out, until you covered every single star, it would probably take you, you know, a billion years or something. (laughs) Not to mention just the actually going to planets and enjoying things and doing what the game was meant to do. Yeah, as opposed to quickly just sort of skimming past it or whatever the fuck he did. (laughs) Just ignore all of this stuff that I'm supposed to do and just complain. (laughs) I love complaining. (laughs) Yeah. That's my impression of a gamer. It's pretty good. (laughs) It's a pretty good impression. Uh, One on the internet forums specifically. Well, yeah, and that was when I was reading through the AMA on Reddit from from this developer, it was really interesting because there were a few comments by him and also by Redditors that implied something which was surprising to me because we're fairly new to Steam and so before this we never got went onto Steam forums. But when we go into Steam forums or Crashlands to like find out about bugs and stuff, we dread it so much. We just yeah. dread it. And uh, and there was this inter- which I hadn't realized because because Reddit is notorious a notorious hive of scum and villainy, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's notorious for this. And. Uh, <laughs> So that's true, but amongst it is an echo chamber that brings out some of the worst qualities of some people. Exactly. I like exactly. how you land on the homepage. It's like tis a silly place. Let's, <laughs> let's not go there. Uh, so so it's notorious for this, but amongst redditors who amongst redditor gamers, um, apparently the Steam forums. Have, have a reputation. reputation right? <laughs> yeah, meaning like it's it's another it's level somehow further down, down. Which was surprising me because I, I think of Steam as actually a pretty friendly place because it's it's so privatized, right? For the most part, is you don't have a lot of public interaction. You mostly interact except with your for friends, in the forums, except for in the forums. And so apparently, even if you have an environment where people are encouraged to be nice to each other because of being within friends lists, those people are still a bunch of assholes once you, once you give them <laughs> a public forum to talk about stuff. So mm. that was really. Interesting. Eye opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't know yeah. how to make of it. Well, hey, maybe we should get to some questions. Yeah, we should, yeah, we should answer some questions. questions. Uh, so questions Quest come from podcast.bscotch.net. If you are logged into our forums, then you'll be able to ask questions, get them answered, and get a little cool avatar if we if we do answer your question. And right now there aren't that many questions being asked. So your chances of getting answered are are pretty dang good. That would be incredible. Dece. So get in there. Podcast.bscotch.net. PDs. Uh, let me pull up last. my question list here. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, beep. Okay, here we go. Beep, 
so bop. that's actually Adam's robot sounds because he truly is a science robot. Yeah, that's a fact. Yep. I was built. Uh, so science. our our first question comes from Mitron. Mit, Mitron. Mit Romney. Not Mitt Romney. Not Mitt Romney. <laughs> Mitt Ron, who could be Mitt Romney. Wow. If you could remaster one of your favorite childhood game a la Butterscotch Shenanigans, which one would it be and how would you butter it up? Oh, my God. Whoa. Oh, my God. This sure. Is really- what do you think? <laughs> I'm going to deflect. I've, I've got What's your favorite easy, childhood I've game? I've got an easy answer while the rest of you are thinking about this. Go ahead. I absolutely would not, because if it's one of my favorite childhood games, why would I want to remaster it? Why would you want to remaster it? Why would I want to change it? A thing that, that makes it my favorite is the things that you know just shouldn't be changed. That's right? true. Because my favorite childhood game of all time is Super Mario World. Super Mario Brothers. Which one? I mean, there's the there's one on SNES. Super Mario World. Super Mario World is absolutely my. And I, there's nothing that could be changed about that game to make it better. Yeah, in my opinion, that's how I feel about Super Mario RPG. So I've good. Never, I never played that one. Oh, is that Mallow the one that's on Gino? Game Boy? No, that was also SNES. Oh, okay. It was, I think, the first RPG that the Mario, the Mario World ever actually landed on. Oh yeah. And then it it evolved into Paper Mario, which was never quite the same. Well, okay. Also, I'll say, when, when when we were growing up, we weren't we didn't really get to have have games. So what we had was a an educational computer <laughs> called Socrates. Oh yeah, <laughs> Socrates. And uh, I gotta say, I was uh, I was a little disappointed with the the juice in yeah, that game. It, it was it no didn't juice. have a lot of uh, like particle effects or explosions mm. or. Um, you know, no, it just, it was very, it wasn't very responsive no. to feedback. And how's a young person supposed to learn if they're if educational not materials, explosions and lasers and, um, sparks and fire and smoke and all that stuff. That actually makes so. me think of a game that I played the shit out of as a child. Math Blaster? Math Blaster and Treasure Mountain. Yeah. Treasure Mountain <laughs> with the little gnomes and you're like learning grammar. <laughs> <laughs> You're just climbing these mountains. We had, we also had Mario is missing. Oh my God. I forgot. Where about you, you had to Mario, you played as Luigi and you had to travel around the world, finding literally around the earth, yeah. finding like clues and yeah. using your knowledge of countries and, and, and cities and history yeah. and stuff to find, oh my God. To find Mario. <laughs> I played that game when I was young and then like I was playing in China, so I didn't learn English at the time. And then that game was totally just just confuse the hell out of me <laughs> because I'm just like where is are this? the Goombas what where is, is Bowser like I'm supposed to jump on stuff and then just people I can jump on them I can only talk to them and yeah. I don't understand and they just what they're saying gibberish right oh no I feel I like I can see how that would be confusing yeah. right. Bscotch edge Bscotch you Bscotch edutainment edu how do we would buy be. edu domain can we just do that probably yeah I don't know just form it's organization and register movie. with that probably yeah yeah but if we had Bscotch edutainment, that would be the most fun and explosive. <laughs> <laughs> it would le- it would lean on the tainment side, <laughs> probably less on the Not edgy so edu, side. Yeah. Yeah. Edgy, maybe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, these microphones handled that real real well. Did yeah. they? Yeah. Thanks, Fat no, Bard. No explosions. Uh, also, yeah, Fat Bard edits our podcast, and so thanks, thanks, Fat Bard. Thanks, Big buddy. Out to we appreciate you. you. Uh, next question comes from Spud Shamer. How dare you, Spud? Which is <laughs> really a fabulous name. Although I, there's got to be a story 
behind. I don't know. Us. Maybe we'll never know. I don't think I want to know. I <sighs> I do a little bit. <laughs> Spud Shamer. Spud throw Shamer. Us, <laughs> throw us a tweet or something. Let us know where where this came from. The origins of the Spud Shamer. So Spud Shamer asks, what kind of snazzy snazzy or snazzy? I'm gonna go with snazzy dudes. Were you guys rocking back in high school? Were any of you smooth dome bros rocking long, luxurious locks? Why, I There's a lot of good words. <laughs> yeah. Carol <laughs> is doing So Carol now. actually did it backwards, so she just had her head shaved all through high school and everything, <laughs> yep. and now she's got luxurious locks. Yeah. So. Yeah. Actually, <sighs> high school was the only time that I ever had dyed hair. I had pink tips. Oh, cool. Nice. Christina Aguilera, Genie in the Bottle era. Yeah. But hers were red and mine were pink, and I was really proud of them. <laughs> You're like, she doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah. Red, pink Come is on. so much better. Come on. What so, about yeah. you, Sure? What did you do? Uh, I think Samesies. Yeah, <laughs> just 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 completely dye my hair red pink. pink. Oh, A lot yeah. of follicle innovation yeah. over here. Follicle <laughs> 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 innovation. Yeah. That's like a good. Well, I was. Name. I had a. I had a lot of hair traumas in high school. I was on the swim. Oh, I was yeah, on the yeah. swim team, and uh, being in chlorine water for an hour every day turns your hair into this sort of horrifying mangled uh, mess of of firmness. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's almost it's almost as if like your hair it is, is crunchy. Yeah, your hair is so damaged that it's almost as if it's just permanently gelled. Ooh. Like so, you could get out of the pool and just kind of like shape it into something. <laughs> And then it would just maintain that, that shape. Way. And it was yeah. especially bad because it was in the middle of winter. Yeah. So we we would come out of the pool to go to the school, and you like you'd still have kind of wet hair from swimming and stuff. And then or your hair would after swimming. your hair would after being bleached by the chlorine would then freeze oh, on the yeah. way to the car. <laughs> but it's because you could Snap crack it. it off. Yeah, you could make a little crack. You could make it crack. Yeah. So yeah. it was bad. So um, by the end of the swim season every year, we would all. Uh, bleach our the whole team would bleach our hair pure white for one week and then yeah. the last day before we shaved our heads we would all cut our hair into some ridiculous thing so like some some guys would shave uh, like a checkerboard oh my God. into their hair so brilliant. <laughs> or like a mohawk or or some of the guys would do a uh, uh, you know an, an old man do where they they would just like just like shave the middle of the top off and just leave the sides all long oh, and, monk, and like the bleached and mangly. That's yeah. so good. Uh, it was, yeah. I probably so. had the worst hair. Adam did of a everybody. Adam did a middle part. I back had, in, I had uh, a middle oh, part. No, the butt cut. <laughs> the butt cut. The nice. butt cut. Well, I, I, had I did a bowl cut, cut at you one had a point. What a bowl I did cut! Too. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was traumatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hair as kids is. It's bad, but I was, I mean, I was in early, mid high school, even you were, in se- you were in seventh grade with, seventh the, grade with, with part the middle of, part, the middle part. Yeah. It was just a very short time. So I, I had a bowl cut and you had a middle part at the same time. Oh no. Yeah. For like a six month span. And then we both, it was bad. Yeah. Oh, and this is, this is, this is a little bit beside the point, but I, I needed to squeeze this in. Um, our, uh, Druid dad <laughs> sent me a text and he was a little bit bummed out that we did not get the diet of lizards correct <laughs> in the last podcast uh oh. they don't eat mice he didn't clarify what they do eat but it's not well, they mice. mostly eat bugs actually yeah, yeah crickets actually my cat was really upset with me today because i took away her cricket friend uh, I, I thought she was upset about something we said in the podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah that too the cat Sorry. was like these fucking idiots lizards do not eat mice <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, so she had a cricket friend? She was in the kitchen and I didn't have my glasses on yet. And so I was just wondering what she was chasing around and making those cute little like. <laughs> the cat chirps. Cat chirps of like, I found a thing, guys. Look. <laughs> uh, and so I, I finally like get my face real close to this little black spot that's on the floor. And I realize it's a cricket. So I trapped it and took it outside because I don't like murdering things. Why would you murder things? What did it ever do to you? But then I came back in and my cat was just sitting in the middle of the living room with her back turned to me. <laughs> you. <laughs> she wanted to murder she, things. Well, no, she she was like playing with it. Like it was her yeah, buddy. She had it in between her little paws and that, she was just looking at it lovingly. I don't Aww. think that's the emotion that she was. She totally has that emotion. You don't know. No, no, I'm not saying she doesn't have that emotion. I'm saying. When she's playing with a thing and has it between her paws and is looking at there, it. There might be yeah. murder coming. There's murder coming. Well, then I took away her murder and she was upset. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. And now, but now you can feel better about it. Yeah. Because, you know. That's fair. There are many cricket characters in Disney movies. So you took out the chance of your cat to become a princess or something like that. <laughs> sure. Poor Jiminy. Or someone's uh, conscience. Cricket. Right. <laughs> All right. Next question comes from Alan Falcon, who asks, or says... Says and then asks, Hamilton is a brilliant hip-hop <laughs> musical about one of America's founding fathers, he says. When Crashlands is made into a Broadway musical, what unexpected musical genre will the songs employ? Oh, it's going to be just straight-up opera. Just a pure oh Crashlands opera. Blocks, where have my packages gone? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the opening. Starring Carol. Star <laughs> Star only, <laughs> only Carol. It'll be sort of a... Uh, 127 hours style solo act. <laughs> no, no, no. She's gonna play every character. R yeah, oh, right. So it'll she be more like it'll be more like uh, the Nutty Professor sort of. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Hugo will be like, "Flux, you are a moron." <laughs> Can we do this? Is this a thing? I feel like this is a thing. Yeah, that's, that's gonna well, happen now. Coming uh, soon we'll, in the compendium. Yeah, in the compendium. <laughs> we'll put it on the list. We'll release a one act. Play. Actually, a friend of ours used to be a costume designer in New York City, Mary McKenzie from Volcano Bean, which is a game studio here in the St. Louis area. She could make all of the costumes for us. Oh and I'll just God. do these quick changes <laughs> <laughs> and just be up there singing. Being right. awesome. It's on the list, on the to-do list. All right. Yeah. Put it on there. Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> Our next question comes from Mitron. Which again, this is Mitt Romney's alter ego. Oh yeah, I, we assume, at least I assume. We're getting political. Who asks? How is Philip settling in? Will we get to hear him in the podcast? Looking forward to the coffee with Philip episode. I actually need to convene with Philip because I am out of coffee at the moment. Yeah. Mm. Philip is our coffee maker for yes. those <laughs> for those who don't know, for those of you who are deeply confused. I need uh, to have a and meeting by with that him. I mean we literally have a just a person who stands there with like, all day eyes. and makes coffee. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we drink a lot. And in of the last episode, he beeped. Yeah, we, it's weird. He does it. Also, uh, when he is done making coffee, he just makes these weird gurgling sounds. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's the death rattle of the coffee machine. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, he doesn't do that great of a job of making coffee because it, he's not very mobile. So we still have to take the pot from him and take it over to you know to the sink and fill it up yeah. and. Bring it back and put a filter on his head. I don't even know why that's a thing. A lot uh, of good you are, Philip. Yeah. You have one job. He has one job and he does it marginally. Yeah, he just percolates. That's all he can do. Yeah. It's just percolating left and well, right. We did put some we did put some googly eyes on, or rather Andy. We we, we were making some joke about, hey, we should uh we should name these appliances. And Carol goes, I have a label maker. <laughs> and so we got labels. I love labels. 
Yes. And we put so we we put the name of every appliance on it, and then Andy was like, "I got googly eyes in my truck," so <laughs> he just has. He doesn't have a mouth yet, though. No, his well, mouth that's... his mouth is the giant thing that holds the the coffee pot. Yeah. He just he uh, bites down. Yeah. yeah. And his no, eyebrows. He needs a little smiley His face. eyebrows are the buttons. <laughs> they are. He's so angry. He's like, he's like Groucho. Like, get this coffee pot out of my mouth. <laughs> I guess I'll just post a picture coffee of this. Coffee will post uh, Coffee is getting stale. He definitely needs a mouth, though. Maybe we should do a Twitter poll with a picture with and without a newly added mouth right below the eyeballs. Let's mm. see mm. which one's better. Because I'm feeling he's a mouth. Well, anyway. I, yeah, or a mustache. Yeah. yeah. Dash. Go full Groucho. <laughs> All right. Do we have time left for another question? Or we... we do, yeah. All right. Quicken. Kevin888 asks, I hear you guys like games. I don't know where you got that idea. That's ridiculous. That is completely ridiculous. Come on, Kevin. What about <laughs> ARGs? Have you played or seen any cool ones? Would you ever make one of those? Maybe something involving website Easter eggs? This oh. is an augmented reality game, oh. right? Ooh, no, wait. You have to do it right. Because the A... Augmented? People get pissed if you say the wrong A word because it's either artificial or augmented or something else entirely. I think it's augmented. I don't know. Augmented. Because I thought it was a thing and then I heard a podcast of some guy talking about it and he got really pissed. <laughs> so if you get pissed <laughs> because we said augmented reality game, get take a life. A, take a chill pill. <laughs> um, I'll say I like the idea behind augmented reality games. I haven't really gotten into any, but there's one that came out pretty recently that a few people have been playing. It's called Pokemon Go. I haven't heard yeah, of it. Have you heard that? about that? Um, yeah. It's made by some, I don't know. Just some poke, random, some poke, random company. Poke men. Poke men. Poke that sounds poke gross. Men. I don't want to get myself exclamation into that. mark. Go question mark. Poke man. Go go go. Yeah, I mean, so we we are kind of talking about different ways that we can pull interesting things from the website into just the overall butterscotch experience. Uh, so it could eventually become sort of a meta game or a augmented yeah. something. Yeah. I want something. Well, I want to make your- a uh, an augmented reality app that just sort of um, it actually instead of being a standalone application, it just taps into your camera. So anytime you take a selfie, you every now and then there'll be something creepy lurking in the shadows behind you. <laughs> you go over your shoulder. Like, yeah, I'm gonna steal your resources. <laughs> you'll just see. You'll just see eyes. Ooh, we should make. Uh, yeah, we should make an ARG where we can have a physical impact on the world. So it's artificial in that we're using. You know, we're like man-made stuff is, I guess, mm-hmm. where now if you're out in the world doing a thing, Hugo will just show up and blow up a thing you're looking at. Yeah. <laughs> that will require us to develop basically a Hugo robot that teleports <laughs> to places. Well, no, it's well, to develop a hologram that can also shoot lasers. Well, yeah. that's not so hard. No, I think that's easier than a robot. Yeah. So yeah. That's fine. A lot easier. Yeah. yeah. Might have battery problems, though. Yeah, well, it'll come. It'll come back battery. to the base yeah. and recharge like a Roomba. Yeah, we'll okay. get so chargers. It's fine. It's fine. Huh. Yeah. They make really great batteries now. Do they? Yeah. Good enough for laser shooting holograms? Yeah. I mean, I have one in my purse right now that lasts like three phone charges. That's probably good enough for a hologram. When do you guys think we're going to hit a point where people decide that their phones are thin enough and that it's time to add one millimeter of thickness to get an extra five hours of battery? I think Mm. I've already done this. That's more than a millimeter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Seth and I both have phone cases that are batteries. So now our phones are twice as thick as they normally are and about three times heavier. But they last a million they last times forever. longer. Yeah. A million. Yeah. I can play Crashlands all day on my battery. Well, I think I think a phone by default has something like 1,500 
milliamp hours. Mars. Uh, mm. And this battery I have is 10,000. Oh. So it's significant. It's many room. phones worth of it juice. It is many phones. Many phones. Many, yeah. many phones. All right, so we got time. We can do one more quickie. Can we? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Strike first one. I guess there might be other strike firsts, which is ironic. Zero. Prime. Strike first. Prime. Strike, there's, a, there's strike, strike first. first. Actually, it goes strike first <laughs> negative one all the way to negative in, infinity. Oh, wow. And this was the most recently available number. Yeah. yeah. So he did not strike first. <laughs> Were there any points in time? <laughs> Were there any points in time where Crashlands became so difficult to create you nearly gave up? Ha! Huh? Nope. <laughs> Not Done. even close. All right. Thanks for a... listening, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was um, smooth sailing all along. Well, this is—I mean, it there was never smooth sailing. No, there there were parts that were difficult. There were parts of it that were difficult to create. But this—I think the way this question is phrased is interesting. Yeah. Because uh, were there any points where Crashlands became so difficult to create you nearly gave up? So we didn't—we didn't create Crashlands. We made a shitload of tiny little pieces of things that eventually became Crashlands, mm-hmm. right? So. Um, each one of those things was not any kind of, you know, insurmountable obstacle. We just had ideas of things to do. And then some of them were more difficult and took longer than others. Mm-hmm. And that was about it. And then eventually we had a game. Yeah. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. You don't, you don't make a game. You just make lots and lots you of just tiny make, things. Yeah. You make lots of pieces of a thing until it becomes a game. Yeah. So yeah, then you don't have to give up because the, the future is not this bleak thing. How the hell am I going to do this? It's just, oh, I'll just do the next test right yep. now. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, let me take a selfie. Let me <laughs> take a selfie with my I'm Nokia. To, I, I like at the last minute. I was like, "Oh God, I didn't take enough pictures. I only took that picture of Seth." And then he called me out, and I was like, "I, I needed to take." No, it, it was only because of how confusing it was <laughs> to have you pointing a Nokia at me. Anyways, all right. So that's all the time we have for this week's coffee with butterscotch. Thank you all for listening, and as always, please help us spread the word about the podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your parents. Tell your Doge. Mm-hmm. Your Doge Do- coins. Doges love podcasts. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to get your questions on the podcast for next week, like we said it earlier before the question section, go to podcast.bscotch.net and give us all the questions. Yeah, and you can subscribe to us everywhere. We're on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and SoundCloud. SoundCloud We're on and Google Cloud. We're on Twitter. SoundPlay. All the things. We're on Facebook. Pod- We're on Instagram. Pod we, Pocket. We don't understand Pod Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, we don't understand Snapchat. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we're around. Just put your eyeballs on, onto the internet and we'll be there. Rub yep. your greasy eyeballs on our stuff. And get that grease <laughs> off your eyes. <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah. Wash Sorry, your eyes. All right. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.